Welcome to another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, where I, Megan, sit down with a couple of the other amazing ladies to dig up the dirt on the undead in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. For this episode, I've resurrected Casey and <gasps> Mieka. Hi! So we can sink our teeth into this episode called Whites, Wraiths, and Deathlocks. Damned if you don't. For this episode on the It's a Mimic channel, we swear to the dark powers that we will unearth the truths about these driven horrors. So watch for withered fo foliage, beware forgotten tomes, and don't assume that a person's mission ends just because they've died. Forgotten tombs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Moving on. Pause. Perfect. Perfect silence so I can redo it. <laughs> No, man, I want to keep that in there. We're good. <laughs> but before we descend into the darkness of this episode, let me ask you a question. People always talk about the hill they're willing to die on. What's the hill you're willing to come back from the dead for? Holy shit. Should we roll for this? That's a deep mm -hmm. question. Yeah, that is. I I'm trying to figure out what hill I would die on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I couldn't think of, like, a hill that I'm willing to die on. <laughs> they really did, but what would, what would you live for? I was about to say, my family. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're too wholesome for this show. <laughs> I'll just leave now. No. Um, hmm. I don't know. Someone else go. I need to think for a second. Because, like, because, yeah, because there's hills you would die on. Mm -hmm. And, like... What would you resurrect yourself for? I mean, I don't know what the opposite of that would be. Because, like... This is a really hard question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to roll down the hill. You know what I mean? Just, like, a <laughs> graceful swan. Roll down the hill. No, you know what? You know what hill I would die on? Mm -hmm. Twilight is the best movie series on the planet. And yet the best representation of vampires in a TV series is Vampire Diaries. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would die And I would resurrect myself to defend that honor. Fucking love Vampire Diaries. Fucking yeah. love Vampire Fandom. You guys can come at me in the comments if you want, <laughs> but Twilight is delightful. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Twilight books were really good. The movies, maybe New Moon was good. Hey man, the last movie when they decapitated Carlisle and everyone in the movie theater lost Wait, their shit. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> by the way, Twilight spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> 20 <laughs> years later. <laughs> Fucking watch it. That's your fucking problem. <laughs> Die in an actual fire. All right. So right off the bat, let's get into whites. So you will find all that I'm going to talk about in the monster manual. This is where you really get the core lore. There's not really much else anywhere that's more exciting than what I found in there. Fair enough. Whites. Whites. What are they, Casey? <laughs> I'm so happy you asked, Megan. Whites were once mortal creatures that were consumed by evil, an appetite for greed, arrogant, the definition of narcissistic. And when they died, their spirit essentially cries out in anger, like, how very dare I die, and tries to strike a deal with any under underworldly god. Um, <laughs> basically... Make me undead and I will haunt the living forever. Will not accept its death. I'm going to do this. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to die on that hill. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I want to haunt that everyone I hate. That is a good hill to die on. Um, so if that deal is made, 
The evil undead white retains its memories and old arrogant ways and then carries out the deeds of this god as they see fit, along with their own. So if you had a beef with this creature in life, be sure that it is going to find you one day still, because it will carry that with them along with anything else that it's going to do. Yeah. Can, wow. any, can anyone become a white as long as they just call out to a god to like be like, It seems like alive? it. It just says creature. Creepy. Yeah. Mm. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so whites no longer have the essence or spirit or like spark, whatever you want to call it, mm. uh, from inside them um, and also aren't at rest. So they seek to snuff out the essence in all other living creatures. They are known as life eaters. And when they attack, they only see creatures as that glowing essence in like essentially their core. And that's what they're targeting. And that's what they try to drain away. Whites have undead nature, which we have discussed many times before, where they don't require air, food, drink, or sleep. Yeah, common so, undead nonsense. Yes. So they will do this endlessly all day, every day, with without fail. Yeah. Uh, they do have sunlight sensitivity. So mm. this means they do not come out during the day and are more likely to be found underground in caves, tomes. <laughs> And may even, like, like burrow and be just in uh, mounds of earth, like, in cemeteries. Oh, no. So they can just pop out at you. Yeah. They will just hide from the light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are, like, your classic vampire zombie kind of things that, like, when yes. the light strikes their hand, mm-hmm. comes flying out of the ground. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Um, and so much so that they will have disadvantage on attack rolls and wisdom checks while they're in the sunlight. So they will preferably abide by this. Yeah, they're going to stay in their little hidey hole until it's necessary to come out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, we can dive into some of their stats. Um, I felt like otherwise, other than that, whites are more like a mundane humanoid type creature than many of the undead monsters we've covered thus far. They're medium-sized. They carry more standard weapons. They carry a longsword and longbow, and that is their main methods of attack, and they have multi-attack. They wear studded armor and have an AC of 14, and they have a speed of 30 feet. Sounds like a PC. Like a (laughs) a normal person. Uh, They are CR3 and have average hit points of 45. So they are beefier than a mummy or a standard zombie. But it feels like a regular dude. Yeah. That's just Mm -hmm. rocking around in an undead form. Yeah, Yeah, and... Like I said, they have memories and, um, like, they are, and there is, like, a personality there, um, but they are still a zombie, essentially. Yeah, because they would have the personality of the person they were before they returned, right? Exactly. Because like, they have yeah. those memories, they have that activeness, right? Yeah. Uh, they are average and a little above average in their stats, with intelligence being their lowest at zero and con being their highest at plus three. Okay. They are also more sneaky conniving little fuckers uh they have they're skilled in perception at plus three and stealth at plus four so that's where the popping out of the dirt when you're right beside them comes in handy (laughs) 
Um, but they do have the typical undead resistances and immunities. Damage resistances, necrotic, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks not made with silvered weapons. You mentioned vampires, so here. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was new. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, damage immunities to poison, condition immunities, exhaustion, and poison. Yeah. So, those are not as surprising with undead. They have dark vision of 60 feet, and they know the languages that they knew in their living life. Yeah. Oof. So, yeah, doesn't really seem, based on that, too challenging generally, mm-hmm. but man, it's this life drain ability that they have as life eaters that really can fuck you up. Right. So they have multi-attack, which means they can make two attacks, but they can swap one of those attacks with something called life drain. It's a melee weapon attack with plus four to hit. It's five foot reach, and it can only target one creature at a time. But on a hit, it does not so bad 1d6 plus 2 necrotic damage, but the target must make a DC 13 con save or have its HP... um, hit point max reduced by the amount of damage taken. Yeah. So remember, this is CR 3, so you're not going to have, like, a hundred and some hit points at this point. Yeah, so. you're going to have, like, a tier 1 or tier 2 party rocking up to one of these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that lasts until the target can take a long rest. The target dies if HP reaches 0, like, dead, dead. Yeah, there's no death save, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not all, either. If you die by the hand of a white, you rise as a zombie 24 hours later. Um, you are under the white's control unless you are revivified or your body is destroyed. So it can essentially create its own undead army with its victims, albeit there is a max of 12 zombies that it can control. At lower level, like we just said... It wouldn't take that many turns for you to be in serious trouble with life drain, and at a lower level, you probably don't have someone with revivify in your party. No. So Mm -hmm. this is where it becomes much, much more dangerous. Yeah. And that's a white. How very frightening. (laughs) How very scary. Yeah. Very, I think, more deceiving in that. It doesn't have spells, and it doesn't have layer actions and all that jazz, but... But that's the thing, it just feels like a regular guy. That's what I was about to say. Like a regular <laughs> guy, but like scary looking and can create its own army from yeah. like dead people. Or dead, <laughs> or from dead beings, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, so you live to see maybe your foe again as a white and your comrades mm. as their zombie horde. That's fair. And so they're coming after you. That's some <laughs> mental break right there. <laughs> that's that's yeah. some mental shit right there. <laughs> Bitch needs a psychiatrist. Okay, let's roll some dice. Let's raise some dice. Uh, and we'll some, get the fuck out of here, dinosaur. I don't know like, <laughs> why that's there. Just so the audience knows, there's a dinosaur sitting on our table, and I believe that it belongs to Adam, and I'm about done with that dinosaur. Oh, it does belong to Adam. All right, grab a dice. Here we go. All right, so Casey, 19. I rolled a 13. Mika, you're going to go last with a 7. All right. I never go first. This is exciting. What a great time for you. <laughs> pressure. We're so excited. <laughs> Special day. All right, still on the conversation of whites, what's a fun quest idea that you would have for them? So the first thing that came to mind is, well, de- you can 
you can tie in a vampire story arc easily and bring in whites. I'm so glad great. I talked about Twilight and I know. Yes, that was, that was very timely. You're welcome. Uh, I really, really like the idea of pulling from someone's backstory, their nemesis, and even having a piece of their whole quest, like searching them out, having a big battle, them being killed. And then when the party kind of forgets about that a long ways down in the campaign, he becomes the big bad evil guy again as a white. We love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And perhaps giving him some or them some kind of quirk or some sort of tell that then the big bad evil guy has. And so then it gives the clue to the party. It's like, like who he is. Shit, is, isn't that Carrying whatever? the ancestral yeah. sword or wearing the <laughs> yes, gem Yes, exactly. And then, you know, the the party realizes and it's a big, mm-hmm. it's a big, it's like, oh my is God, that God fucking moment. Gregory? Exactly. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> There'll be a lot of fuck you DMs yeah. going on. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> the slow burn for the for the second reveal as You know a white. what? And as a smart reader, we love a good slow burn, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh quite idea for me, I thought I would wanna f- I would also want to flip the narrative in the sense that it doesn't necessarily have to be the person that is dying that makes the plea to the gods to live. What I would do is your best fucking friend, your PC, mm-hmm. like let's say Cora and Acra. Acra goes down. You went there. Cora just starts fucking screaming to the heavens, like, fuck this, fuck you, the gods are fucked, like, bring my friend back, like, life sucks, I'm never gonna live without you. And then this god's like, I'll do it. And Cora would be like, yeah, fuck yeah, bring her back to life, I can't live without her, like, that's fucked. Comes back to life and then, like, slowly transforms into a white. Like, it almost looks like a natural healing spell, like a revivify brings that character back to life, and you're like, oh, thank God, like, fuck yeah. And, like, especially if you're playing a character that's, like, a connected to a god, you think your god did it. Yeah. Your god did not. <laughs> oh, my God. Some other god so came good. down and said, no, fuck this. I'm going to raise this person, and, like, and you become a white. And then at some point when you make that full transition, you are now vendetted against the person that brought you back to life because you're like, now I have to live in servitude to this twat this sounds wrong it does sound wrong I'm not saying it like that anymore Um, and yeah I just think that would be a really fun way to almost pit your PCs against each other but still keep that PC alive yeah Mm -hmm. because it's always so sad when you have a PC death Mm -hmm. in the party and I feel like this is a way to bring them back to life but still have a lot of fun as a DM Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very clever. Right? What about you, Mika? Any thoughts on quest ideas? Anything to add? Um, do you like my idea better or do you like Casey's idea better? <laughs> Let's play that game. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to play that game. Let's play that game. <laughs> All right. I like both of your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to win. I like your idea, Megan, because it's like, now I have to, like, I'm responsible for this being now. (laughs) When I'm trying to, like, do my job, I gotta make sure I, like, I have to watch this person or this thing, this white. Yeah. Yeah, and I also like yours. I would definitely use it for, like, the nemesis coming back and, like, seeking revenge against, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the party. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I like both ideas. Phenomenal. I love it. All right, next question. We talk a lot about on this podcast, in this series specifically, body horror. Mm. Yeah. So, Casey, what is the best descriptor that you have for one of these guys? 
Yeah, like from far away, you probably won't even realize what it is. Regular dude. It will look <laughs> probably like it did in when it was living. Yeah. But um, I love the art in the monster manual. It's pretty terrifying. I always like wish I had the mini to paint. <laughs> That's a Casey thing to say. Yeah, 100%. But I would say these, you know, describe them, they look like zombies. Like, they came back to life, but they aren't alive. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, but they're aware enough that they would wear proper clothing. They have armor. They're not just going to let their clothes go to shreds and they aren't aware of it. Yeah. They will look put together. They will have a sword and longbow and arrows. But then, if you see their face, they will have dark, sunken eyeballs and the stretched skin over the bone and the gnarly, like, hands and the nails. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the long nails. Always the long <laughs> nails. <laughs> so, there will be a reveal when your party gets closer to them, I think, if they haven't quite caught on to how they might be different. Especially if, you know, I imagine them sit standing... At the top of the hill while their horde of zombies, you know, rolls down at yeah. you. But you know it's like, what's going on with that dude up yeah. there? Fuck that guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, zombies, but then pulled back and it's like, ooh, they yeah. got some skills too. No, very fair. And, I, like, I, I do, we talked about it earlier, I love the slow burn idea of it too. Mm -hmm. So, like, this person comes back, they're not going to automatically look undead and gaunt. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're going to come back as they, they, they wimpsed were. It's not whoops, it's whoops. Whoops. Who they weren't. Um. Wimps. Love it. I love it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, they're going to come back as themselves, right? Like, they're going to come back to life thinking, oh, fuck yes, I, I'm alive, thank God. And they're going to look normal, but then slowly but surely, because they are undead, they won't require eating. They mm -hmm. won't require sleep. They won't require these things anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good slow burn into the idea of their skin slowly starts to get more gaunt and more, mm -hmm. like, loose. But, like, they think it's just because they're not eating properly, but they don't want to eat. There's no desire to eat. Right. I also don't sleep, so of course I'm going to have bags under my eyes, right? So, like, describing that process, especially if it's a PC that's going through this process, it'd be so fun as a DM to describe what you look like every day. What you notice mm -hmm. when you look in the mirrors. What your other PCs and friends are noticing about you. Like your nails are getting longer because I feel like that now to <laughs> us is undead have long nails. Uh, yeah. Suck at internet. That's what we're going with. <laughs> I know that we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing is not alive nor dead. So. No, it just <laughs> has its own rules. That's a, Yeah, I can do whatever the fuck it was. Magic, guys. We, we run in a magic world. <laughs> Let me have long creepy nails. <laughs> What about you making anything to add to body horror? Yeah, for me, I'm thinking like just immediate decay. Like as time, like as time moves forward, um, like well, let's just say the next day, like you'll start to see the skin falling off the face, or if they have a stab wound. The stab wound is like always bleeding. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they did die, so mm -hmm. there'll be a wound or whatever happened for yes. them to die. Yeah, right. That's not quite healing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's like weirdly cauterized, like rotting from yeah. the inside, right? Ooh, yeah, I love just that. like they are death, and so they are. They are death personified, so that is what they will look like yeah. immediately. I love that. Mm -hmm. 
No, 100%. All right, role-playing tips on how to utilize one of these in your campaign. How did you role-play one? Well, I right away thought I compared these creatures to, like, the Night King and his undead leaders in Game of Thrones. 100%. Yeah. Why are we not talking about Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yet? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's exactly. What it is. <laughs> like, for sure, the Night King, far more powerful and could raise far more creatures than 12, but mm-hmm. total vibes that way. Just terrifying and not necessarily doing the, like, heavy lifting will let the fodder fight wear out the the targets for mm. quite some time. Yeah. And will just observe. But then, you know, does some pretty good damage if it gets involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, like, they were evil, horrible people or creatures or whatever they were in life. They are way worse in death. Mm-hmm. So... Whatever characteristics they had in life, if you carry that over as a DM, just, like, to the nines. Like, they are horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, you mentioned narcissistic, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like, so they're very full of themselves. Like, they thought that their life was worth saving. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it was saved. And now they are immortal. And and you would get a fucking big head about it. You know what I mean? A god saved my life, and I am now going to live forever because I am now technically an immortal. I am the best person on this planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So be obnoxious. Be all the things you might want to be to your party in a light. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's not going to want, like, um... Anything to do with your mortal bullshit. It's no. just like, oh, I'm going to live forever, so I'm just going to outlive you, so who cares what you do? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, ha, 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 big boisterous <laughs> bullshitty laugh. Like, this is your classic big bad evil guy that's going to give the long speech. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? In a different language that you don't understand, because it's going to be like, you don't understand <laughs> what I'm saying. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just like a very, like, I just, oh, I just feel like they're going to be an ass hat, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> you would play it so well. They You Possible there was a moment where I was like, thank you. No, fuck you guys. Absolutely. You know what? I could do it. I could do it. I could do that greatly. Well, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> what did you think, Megan? How would you spin it? Uh, well, again, if I'm going along my narrative, the fact that it's a PC that's going through this process, and you as a DM yeah. are running a PC through this transition that they're going through mm-hmm. from being a living being into a dead being, there's going to be a lot of confusion, right? Because they don't know why these things are happening to themselves. And, like, they don't know why they're not hungry. They don't know why they don't want to sleep. They don't know why they suddenly have anger towards the people that they're around. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's going to be a lot of back and forth between you as a DM and that player being like, you suddenly have the urge to kill this person. Yeah. Out of revenge for what they did to you. But you don't know what they did to you. You just have this urge, right? And they start hearing voices because it's the god that turned you. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. So you're slowly going slightly insane. So, like, to move away from, like, the, the general note of being a narcissistic twat. What? <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it would just be, like, you navigating the fact that you suddenly have an urge to take over and be a strong being. And, like, it would be so fun to watch a character who was once, like, lawful good. Like, take yeah. my Korra character, for example, who was <clears throat> lawful good paladin of light. Mm-hmm. Suddenly was brought back to life by this evil god being like, <laughs> bitches, I got her, you know? Yeah. Like, and must hide from light. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Mm. And can't be in the sunlight anymore. Like, like navigating what that would look like for the character. Like, you'd be so mad, you'd be upset, you'd be scared, and yeah. trying to figure out answers. Yeah. Right? 
So, And it could be a way to really push that player outside of their comfort zone, too, or something that they've never had to do Yeah, if they've also mm-hmm. played a really long time. It's like, I'm throwing this at you, so you need to morph your character now, because yeah. this is happening. Well, I remember playing in one of our one of our days where my character got possessed. And, yes. And I had to navigate being possessed with a side plan, and no one at the table knew I was possessed. I just was. Yes, Ooh. I remember that. <laughs> and then my <laughs> so character started fucked. murdering children. <laughs> And they were like, what the fuck are, what you, doing? are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I just had the sudden urge to murder these kids. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, so like that. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I feel like that does have to come with a certain amount of like grace and conversation with the person that you're planning on doing it with. Being like, mm-hmm. is this something you're comfortable yeah. role playing? Like, do you have the confidence that you feel like you would want to, mm-hmm. right? Me, I, I would snap it up in a heartbeat. But I know there's even players at our table that would not yeah. like, want to. Because, they, again, people get so attached and comfortable with their characters. They don't want to do anything out of character. Yeah. yeah. So that's something to remember as a DM. That, like, it's a good idea in your head. But if you want mm-hmm. to change the way a PC is wanting to play their character, that's a conversation you have to have. Yeah. You can't just throw it at them. Right? Mm-hmm. But Agreed. What about me, Mika? Any other thoughts on role-playing with these guys? Kind of like piggybacking off of what you were saying, I would like play this, um, I would play this creature as like a funny type of like annoying, like, <laughs> like, like character in Holier the Holier than thou. Yeah, it's like, can you just imagine, um, Dan having to look after this thing and like it just like <laughs> nitpicking at Dan and like, you know, like you said, Holier than thou. <laughs> I'm so glad on your first episode, that's not a mailbag episode, you are coming after Dan. It's not us. (laughs) He's like, am I one of the team now? Did I pass? You did it. I did it. But like, that would be funny, like, seeing Adam like go at Dan with like an NPC who turned into a white and it was like entirely Dan's fault and now like... It's like always it's part of the team. <laughs> and now it's part of the team, and now it's like a like a um, and now it's a player's responsibility to look after this thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like Kate. Yes, bitey. No, bitey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't like this one, but we like this one. Right. No yeah. slashy, slashy on here. Yes. <laughs> Like fight those urges, man! Fight them! Right. <laughs> Get your shit together! <laughs> and it's like it, no, that's not going to help. It's going to be this evil undead thing. One hundred percent. Oh man! Like it. constantly, like sewing the flesh back on. Yeah. So it's like oh no, it's falling down. Like this is your responsibility. <laughs> Trying to keep me, it together. Let me fix that for you. You know? Oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> All right, thoughts on exploration and clues to kind of give your team that you might be coming across one of these. These are, I think, are pretty versatile. I think you could throw them in anywhere there might be zombies. You could spin them with mummies. Yeah. Too. They're going to be in those places like like tombs, labyrinths, anything underground. You're going to, you might come across them. Yeah. Um, I don't think you would, like, surprise them in any way possible. But you, if you wander into the space that they're in, they are absolutely going to come after your bright essence. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're looking at any sort of dungeon crawl, you could use them. Any sort Mm -hmm. of, like, cemetery, catacombs, all of that. They're like the guard of whatever area that you're you're traveling around in where undead exists. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine, like, you might see mounds that they may ha- may have, like, buried their zombies under. Mm-hmm. And then they will animate them or trigger them, essentially, once you're in that space. Because they're, like, hanging out way above watching you come in. That kind of thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I was going to say. Like, on my <laughs> turn. I'm not sorry. No. No, no, but, like, I'm just thinking, like, you just walk in and you just see, like, all of these, like, molehills. It's like, oh, there's whites nearby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking dead body molehills. Yeah. <laughs> Where the whites at? <laughs> yep, that'd be a clue. Mm. <laughs> it would absolutely be a clue. Oh, I agree. And like, I think it would be very difficult too to kind of discern what is a white and what is just a regular zombie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna go into a, a, to a tome. <laughs> tome. <laughs> Fuck you. With your you're gonna go into a tomb, or like, uh, not even just a tomb. Like, they probably are just like I can imagine them guarding a wizard's tower. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a necromancer's wizard's tower would have mm-hmm. these floating around and like just being and existing. And you would think it was a regular zombie. So we fuck this. You go and try and fight it, and then it fights back and it talks to you yeah Oof. i was like what the fuck are you doing man yeah it <laughs> blocks your like sword strike with its sword and you're just like what what the, the fuck? fuck and like it has because it's, yeah it's a regular being it has strength it has memories it has conversations so i think like the clue would be you're fighting a zombie and all of a sudden it's just like what the fuck dude mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> you're a smart zombie like, <laughs> like yeah right like i can have a conversation with you do i get some tea you want to get a beer <laughs> <laughs> But no, I absolutely agree. Like, the exploration is the, the fact that, like, you're probably going to find dead bodies around that it's going to be able to turn, right? That's yeah. all it's looking for. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it could even, it could even walk amongst its horde yeah. unseeing and then just strike once it's within five feet of you. And you, as the player, might think, okay, again, the horde's going to swarm, but they all have four hit points. Not the biggest deal, but one of them does not. Yeah. 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 They all go down so easily, and all of a sudden you hit one for, like, 15 damage, and it's like, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Like, stronger. <laughs> stronger, faster, better. Um, any other thoughts, Mako, on that one, or... Your no, sold your idea. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm sticking with the molehill. Molehill. Yeah. You will die on this molehill. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Cut that out for the beginning of this episode. <laughs> so good. Like that's what I think. Like they're just like, oh, there's these hills around. Lights are around. Let's go. And then of course the dead bodies. But I don't know. I I find these funny. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, funny. Probably funny. in gameplay I would not. But like, yeah. <laughs> in context, they're, they're pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, combat thoughts. What would you utilize for combat for these folk? This is probably one of the easier ones to play in the sense that you get to play them as probably like a normal fighter. So yeah. treat it like any others. You get to interact. You get to do two melee attacks. You get to move 30 feet. Yeah, you're, you're operating a, like a, a PC almost as yes. a DM mm-hmm. yeah. in an undead world, right? Yeah, so in that sense, it's a little bit easier than some of the the higher level monsters we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can throw it in a little bit sooner, especially yeah. amongst all of the somewhat easy things to play, like 
mummies and zombies. The easy things to play. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I hear you. Um, yeah, I feel like the, the main thing about them is the turn undead part. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, the life leeching. Like, it's going to want to drop your party as fast as it can and build an army out of strong, capable warriors. Right? And I feel like they would almost seek out strong, capable warriors to be a part of its army. Yeah. Right? And if it's going to kill you, it would almost make you, like, pray to my god and you can <laughs> be like me. Right? Yeah. Like, I just would love to have that moment of just, like, turning someone into a white using a white. Yeah. I think that would be a fun thing to do. That's cool. And they go for the the glow, right? The essence that that person has. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they could target, like, the largest essence, like, the most challenging being. Yeah. Or just one who has a lot of magical capabilities, like your wizards mm-hmm. and your sorcerers and, like, and then, like, your barbarians, like, your stronger characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fuck the rogues. Kill the rogues. No one cares. <laughs> we have enough rogues in this world. Uh, <laughs> it's going to go for your, your big, beefy guys or your strong, magical characters, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. What about you, Mieka? No, I agree with both of you. Like, I keep, I also keep thinking of Game of Thrones as well. Like, oh, yeah. They are going to be the, I feel like five of them are going to be working together and then they're going to have their whole, like, armies coming together and it's mm-hmm. giving that one episode when they were, whatever, when they were about to, I forget the episode now, what? battle was that where they were in the ice in Game of Thrones. It doesn't matter. Yes. Oh, like the... <laughs> it doesn't matter which episode, but yeah. I know. Like, was it the Long Night one, or is like the, the so. battle at the wall kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, where they were just waiting, like that's what it's giving. Yeah. yeah. Giving solid energy, mm-hmm. right? It's giving yeah. Game of Thrones energy. Yeah. Like standing and watching the mm-hmm. the battle going on. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Terrifying there. Can you imagine like an army of these 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 bitches, you know? No. No. <laughs> nope. Do not weren't. Okay, like, so then, like, answer me this. Now that I thought about this. Like, if someone wanted to build an army of these, but they're all egotistical, narcissistic <laughs> fucks, do you think they would team up with other ones? Or do you think that they, do you think that they would be more solo because they hate each other and they want to be better than the other one? It would probably be mm. that. They would probably be very difficult to work with. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So it would be actually very difficult to build an army. It would almost mm-hmm. be like you would have one and then their army of undead versus another one and their army of undead. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, things to think. Things to noodle about. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about wraiths, I believe. So a wraith is like um black misty looking undead creature has yellow eyes, clearly skeletal, and um, looks like it literally came from hell. That's what I <laughs> Literally came from hell. <laughs> That's what it really does. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. You can find this on page 302 of the Monster Manual. A wraith is an evil incarnate that is concentrated into an incorporeal... I, did I say that right? You did it. You nailed it. Perfect. Form that <laughs> enjoys sucking the life out of all living things. It's a misty, negative energy being. Um, as it moves, it leaves plants withered. Animals want nothing to do with it, so they will probably be the first ones to leave the scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're gone. Um, <laughs> uh, fires are also extinguished by it, which I found was pretty interesting and, like, worrisome at the same time. So, like, it sucks the life out of everything. A negative sucking vacuum of despair. That's Spain- what I call it. It's <laughs> basically <Yeah>. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> basically Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I had to throw one out this episode. 
So, um, how does this thing come to be? I thought this was really interesting. When, um, when a mortal has either been, like, an evil guy or gets involved in a fiendish pack, it signs over its soul and becomes one with, like, that negative energy in the lower planes. Mm. But sometimes, when there's so much negativity, before the mortal being can just shuffle off into the afterlife, mm. the negative energy just collapses in on itself, and you have a rape. And so that's what this becomes. Oh, it's like the like the intense, like harsh death of someone, and then this is mm-hmm. what they leave behind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Oh. Um, it's one goal, annihilate life, which fair. is, yeah, <laughs> fair, so, which is what, um, like I said before, it wants life itself to just die. Um, rapes can move through solid creatures, which is very disturbing to me. I don't like it. I don't like that. Um, so a wraith can remember its old life, but the memories are very shadowy. Like, even the strongest emotions are like faint whispers of what once was, once I don't think you can. <laughs> once was. Or once. <laughs> I can do it for everyone. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I got you. I got you. Um, Raves can acknowledge something that fascinated it in life. It may even remember an old friend, but that is like very rare. So like they hated who they were in life and like basically hated everything. So they're going to stick to that negativity. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, it loves that lifelessness. <laughs> hmm. Um... Something that's unsettling, they can command the spirit of humanoid creatures that have recently suffered a horrible death. So these creatures can become what is known as specters and literally do the race bidding. Um, Wraiths can create their own armies. So that means when they give the command, their army of the undead rises. They just suck hope and life out of all things. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> and, if any re- and if for any reason they retreat, it's hard to survive in that area because there's li- there's literally nothing to support life. So um, I'll probably talk about it later. But like, let's say they, t- they attack a town or something. Like everything is gone even if the people like were able to escape they can't go back because everything's dead yeah no coming Uh, back from it fair um and if it wasn't obvious enough they don't like to eat drink or sleep when they don't even love which is just what a shame (laughs) i'm gonna write the best wraith love story i'm gonna do it (laughs) tragic do it um i was looking at um some information from other editions and my favorite was the moon wraith and so these were lycanthropes that died in the middle of transforming, and now they've become like crescent-shaped wraiths. I didn't see a picture, but I would like to see what that looks like. They are very powerful under the moon and stars, obviously. Yeah. So, so they have an AC of 13, which is pretty easy to hit. Um, hit points are at 67, though. While they have a dex and con of 16, their strength is a 6 with a negative 2 modifier. Um, they're resistant, they are resistant to acid, cold, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing, unless the weapons are made of sil- with silver, which kind of goes back into the whole, like, um, moon ray thing, I guess, you know. I, they're basically yeah. a cloud, right? Yeah. You know, like, <sighs> we love that silver murders things. Mm-hmm. They are immune from necrotic damage and poison. I touch on how they move through creatures, but this is interesting. It takes five 1d10 force damage if it ends its turn inside an object. So, Ooh, so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can move through walls, but if it fucks it up, yeah, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna hurt itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, understood, understood, understood. Um, also, they obviously um, have sunlight sensitivity, and uh, they take a disadvantage on that. 
Right. So somewhat, some things similar to white. Yeah. Some things vampire esque, but then they are, they are essentially, they don't, they don't have a solid being. Mm-mm. Clouds. Yeah. Cloud Angry cloud. <laughs> Angry cloud. Angry cloud. Yeah. Um, some actions and initiative. They have life drain, um, which is um, pretty self-explanatory, but um, they need plus six to hit. Um, their, reach is fi- their reach is five feet, and they can only hit one creature at a time. Um, when they hit, the target must succeed on a DC 14 saving throw. If they hit you and you're alive after combat, um, you just need a long rest to get rid of its effect. But if you get down to zero maximum hit points, you're done. Yeah. I'm like, you're done. They can also create a specter. So um, they target a humanoid who died vi- violently. The target's spirit rises as a specter and is fully under the wraith's control. Also, a wraith can have seven of these specters at once. So, so this is certainly leveled up. Oh, and yeah. even worse than seeing your friend rise as a zombie is to rise as a specter. A specter, <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh, yeah. And then just come running at you and like trying to kill you. Ugh. I hate these things. Angry cloud. <laughs> Angry, Angry cloud. cloud. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's raise some dice. Okay. Let's discuss. All right, Casey with an 18. Oh, jeez. Nice. Mika with a 15 happening? this time. 10 for me. So starting with, uh, obviously, is a quest idea. What do you think for Wraiths? What would you use? What would you do? Wraiths, okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> These can come up maybe in, a, in different environments, a little bit easier than a white. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking, like, going through the mists or mm-hmm. uh, entering swamps. Or some some sort of old burial grounds that you're searching for that you have to go through swamps and dense forest. Is there a place where anybody would like dump a dead body? Yeah, yeah. And then have these creatures start. Uh, yes, they know the language. They know life. That's what you said. Um, have them, you know, whisper on the in on the winds in, <laughs> on the winds yeah. or it through the mists. Yeah. And yeah, it could be pretty eerie and mm-hmm. have an encounter in that. Yeah, they they do scream like um like random encounter. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're a little more versatile, I think, that in you that can, way. Yeah, definitely. And more challenging, like CR five. Yeah, that's a little that's a little beefier. <laughs> a little beefy cloud. <laughs> <laughs> beefy cloud. What about you, Mika? What's um, you? So I said like the. The way I see it, that the party keeps coming across survivors from, like, a village. I kind of used that example earlier. Yeah. And, like, resources are depleted and they request the help of, um, you know, of others. So I kind of see these things wanting to keep just, like, an army of specters around them as much as possible. Yeah, keeps them safe, Uh, right? Right. So that's what I'm thinking. Just, like, they're going to go to, they're going to go for, like, where the people are. And so the first thought in my head is, like, villages places where there are like a lot of like people yeah and that's where they're gonna do the most damage i also see where they can be in like the creepy like um secluded places as well yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. but yeah weaving through like the alleyways Mm -hmm. and you know picking people off at night yeah nice jack the ripper style love that um i kind of like the idea that you would find them again they're they're birthed from turmoil and violent death Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy the fact that you would probably come across these 
where a battle may have been. Mm-hmm. And there'll be numerous of them. Because I feel like they're not as full of themselves and pompous as the whites were. They're more along the lines of, I am just now this entity of anger and viscera and I just hate everything. And they don't really care that there's other wrathes around. Right. So I right. feel like you, I feel like you would come across where like a great battle happened and it's a field of wraiths. Mm-hmm. And you know Ugh. you have to cross it to get to the next place Ugh. you're trying to get to. Or, you know, again, I come back to the Wizard's Tower a lot because we're talking about necromancy, but, like, having a Wizard's Tower where to get to the Wizard's Tower, it has a moat of wraiths because that they basically just violently murdered a bunch of people surrounding the tower so that wraiths would be born there. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. how they keep their tower protected, mm-hmm. is yeah. these just floating Harry Potter, whatever they're called. What's those fucking things called that... Dementors. Yeah, Dementors. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Took me a minute, but I got there. Yes. But like that's like, yeah, I feel like they would protect or like, and they wouldn't even know what they're protecting because they just want to suck the life out of you when exactly. they see you. Exactly. But like the wizard's just like, <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> All right. Body horror. My favorite section. Casey, what do you got for body horror? These, it's a cloud. Yes. <laughs> so I want to say you... So you could go towards sounds a little more, like go eerie, hear, like have them moan, have you hear them, like a misty type breathe as they're moving into the area. You could do that. I think if you were to actually see them, you might see like potentially their eyes glowing or like glints of, you know, um, the, the crown or something that was like once what they had, but you just Mm -hmm. see that. Otherwise it's just wisp and and you don't see much else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the increased fear because you, of the unknown, because you can't quite see it. Yeah. Which I feel like is the most scary. Yeah. 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 No, just be able to hear this bitch Mm -hmm. creeping up on you. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mika? Um, so I was thinking more so like when when it kills something, like black residue just crawls up the veins of like their victim. Oh, nice! Yeah. And then like the eyes kind of like cast over with like this yellow I'm seeing in the picture, and it's like I'll come back for you later because it takes a minute for um some um the victim of a wraith to become a specter, and so. That's what I'm thinking. It's like it's preparing its um, victim to become one of the army. Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, I wanted to lean into like, the yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. was the thing that I thought was like very, very indicative and distinct of these. Mm-hmm. And so like I can imagine, again, if you're seeing an army of them in front of you, all you can see are these yellow glowing eyes. And then tie into what Casey, you were saying, you can hear them, but all you can see are these little glowing eyes. Yeah. In the distance. Yeah. Right? Or, like, through, like, a forest, like, the forest trees. You're on watch one night. Mm-hmm. Like, random encounter. A wraith is just hanging out in the forest. And all you see these little yellow glowing eyes in the corner. And they're, like, looking they're right staring at right you. at you. Yeah. Oh. Like, ooh. Hate that. Yeah. I don't like Absolutely. it. And, Mika, I like what you touched on from the perspective of perhaps the victim. Or, say, mm-hmm. like, you were talking about the battlefield. Someone who is near death, but maybe not dead, seeing the wraith like drain the life from a, some from a creature next to it mm-hmm. and it's like witnessing what's about to happen to right. it that is some serious body horror you could do yes <laughs> just reaping the soul out of someone yeah right it's like it's like the opposite of how like 
transcended a Valkyrie stealing a soul is. It's just basically just the opposite of that. It's like, no, no, we come to the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, role playing thoughts, Casey. Uh, I don't think these guys really are gonna have interaction in terms of conversation with anybody. They yeah, they are just going to move through, and you're gonna observe their horrific actions. Yeah. So you're going to. I think focus on the body horror of it and focus on just what they are doing versus interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they can move at a decent speed because they fly. And so you can move them fast across your battle map if you have one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mika? Um, you can really do damage to your players if, like, they had an NPC die and become this thing. But then I guess the NPC would have to be, like, evil. But I guess you could have an evil NPC. I think it's more like a violent death, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And most PC deaths are usually quite violent. violent. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, traumatizing. We try to make it that way, anyways, (laughs) yeah. Because I, I really, um... I found the whole, you know, they don't really remember their past life, but they kind of do if they like really, if it's like one thing that stood out. So mm-hmm. I feel like that can be thrown in in some way yeah. to kind of, you know, give it a little zhuzh. Mm-hmm. A little pizzazz. <laughs> a little pizzazz. Pull out the heartstrings a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't think, to your point, I don't think they would really be as interactive with you in a, like, information-giving being. They're more definitely there to just scare you, be there to warn you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like it's a, they're a warning of what's to come. Yeah. In my mind. Um, These are the things that you come across first. When you're kind of like in a yeah. in an undead character kind of situation, so if you're gonna in the, in the role playing situation, it's just it's the first thing you see yeah. to build up to the other big bad evil guy that's coming. But I love what you say to me about how, like if that happened to a PC, yeah, like that would be that would be interesting to watch because again, mm-hmm. violent death, and then when they come back, all they want to do is be violent, so they're gonna fight the rest of your team, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So this is gonna be one of those situations where they turn mm-hmm. and immediately start to attacking the people that are that they once they wimpsed loved yeah <laughs> i love it sorry wumps love all right um any exploration clues or combat ideas for these folks casey uh when you talked about how you know creatures flee the area it just like spreads death mm-hmm. yeah you are yeah. going to walk into just basically a plague Yes. Like you're going to feel like you've entered another world. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be what you got to use a lot of as a DM is suddenly there's no more birds chirping. There's no more creatures. You walk into, and if you go to a village, it's desolate and like, yeah, there, it looks like there was, you know, gardens and stuff and everything is just black mm-hmm. and dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just this eerie feeling on the air and a mist and yeah. It's moist. Yeah. Yeah, it's so very moist. moist. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mika? No, like same thing. Like 
there's gonna be this like residue of just like this black water residue and like the the grass isn't green anymore the grass is just looks sick mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's just it's gonna be misty it's gonna be like disgusting pollution rot right? yeah right rot. just rotting shit mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no life whatsoever no no, 100%. Like, not even just the fact that there are death and dying plants, but I feel like this would be a fun one to play if you had, like, an earth cleric or, like, mm. someone in your in your party that was attached to, like, plant life. Mm-hmm. So, like, your rangers, your archers, your clerics, your, like, your, like, um, your druids. Druids. That yeah. are really connected to, like, earth and what it would feel like for them. Yeah, and they may even sense it far before any other... They, they would be your clue yeah. giver to be like, there's something killing the earth here. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, lastly, any combat thoughts? I mean, at the end of the day, they just like to suck life out of people and murder, so. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Well, and that moving through people, I, I am traumatized by ghosts doing that to us so many times in Adam's campaigns. <sighs> Yeah. Fuck ghosts. It's the worst. And <laughs> yeah. so I instantly thought of that. I think if you're gonna, like, play a wraith in combat, you gotta do that at least once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just has to happen. You gotta try it. My Atlanta. Yeah, but they, they really, it's that sense of dread and they only have one goal is just sucking life so they will come they will fly right up to you they won't stay back they're gonna leech the shit out of your life yeah they're gonna move through the party as fast as they can pardon me coming through hot stuff (laughs) 100 percent. yeah yeah what about you Mika? any final thoughts um i guess from the player's um point of view for point of view for combat um it's gonna be very difficult. They're resistant to like everything <laughs> yeah. except silver weapons. And how often do you come across silver weapons? Not unless and you d- make them for a specific <laughs> reason. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of jade, everybody. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, it all comes full circle. <laughs> In this world, you need silver. In my world, you need jade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear ya. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking you're gonna need a big daddy spell on this one. Big daddy yeah, spell. That's, that's yeah. exactly what I wrote too. Big daddy spell <laughs> that can kill this thing. I love me a good big daddy spell. <laughs> yes. You know, phenomenal. I love that. No, I like. I honestly have no other like major final thoughts on these ones. Again, I feel like it'd be a really good little army to have because the other ones, like whites, you can't really build an army out of. Was was my comment? These ones you can build an army of. Um, right. So from a combat yeah. standpoint, the more you have in one space, the better because then your team can't really navigate the movement part mm. because if they move through you and multiple move through you, oh. like you you done fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Yeah, you get that's how you get your life leached. You want your life leached? This is how you get your life leached. <laughs> Yeah, you want a horrific end? I'll give you a horrific end. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost clouds. <Yes. laughs> All right, well, on the theme of death and dying and really not living up to your parents' expectations, uh, let's talk about deathlocks. So these folks can be found in your tomb of foes. Uh, basically, deathlocks are the result of a warlock and a patron relationship going sour. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> So imagine you as a player were unable to fulfill your duty as your, a warlock, as your warlock patron and what they wanted you to do. Um, this can add, end v- very badly and just be very deadly to you as a player, basically. Uh, where you might be punished by death. 
and then re-raised from the dead to act as a perfectly obedient servant servant to your patient, your patron. So, yeah. You're like, fuck you, dad. Too bad. Murdered. Bring you back to life. Now you listen. <laughs> oh my god. Endless torture. All right. <laughs> Uh, and they are just that. They are they are obedient and obsessed. Everything they do is in service to the Warlock Lord. Um, this can be from small matters such as, like, just, like, a, a fetch quest bitch all the way up to, like, basically being in charge of raising an army to the patron, right? So let's kind of break it down a little bit stats-wise. They are a medium undead neutral evil creature. They have an AC of 12, but they do have mage armor, so they actually have an AC of 15. They excel in charisma and intelligence, but as well as dexterity, basically your classic warlock. <laughs> being an undead magical creature, of course they are immune to being poisoned and exhausted, and are resistant to necrotic, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons, as we so to speak. Uh, they are spellcasters, so mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. utilize charisma as their spell save DC. Uh, the spells they have on them are, uh, that they can do at will, are Detect Magic, Disguise Self, and Mage Ardor Armor. They also have Cantrips of Chill Touch, Eldritch Blast, and Mage Hand. So when I read that, I'm like, this is your basic warlock character who yeah. is now just turned into an evil undead thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, otherwise, they also have, they are a fifth level spellcaster, uh, and they can cast a Arms of Hadar. Dispel magic, hold person, hunger of Fedor, uh, invisibility, and spider climb. Here's the twist. Here's the twist for your clerics, though. Uh, these ones also have advantage on save throws against turn undead. So yeah, fuck you, clerics. Right. Uh, on their turn, they also hit with a deathly claw, which is a plus four to hit with an average of nine necrotic damage. The book also contains different spell list options to help customize your deathlock to a, maybe a specific different kind of patron. So this is kind of like the core spell list that they have and maintain, but there are a couple of different options within the Tomb of Foes that you can kind of customize whatever kind of patron they might have been following, right? But yeah, that is deathlocks. Harsh. Yeah, Short yeah. and sweet and harsh. Right? They're quite simple. <laughs> it's basically like, yeah, fuck you, dad. Oh, well, <laughs> Too bad. New fear unlocked for my uh, warlock yeah. <laughs> purpose. Right? I don't want to be a deathlock. That's the, like, that's the thing. If you are following a, a like, an evil kind of, like, patron, mm-hmm. like, this is a risk. Yeah. Right? As a PC. To be like, okay, well, if I don't fulfill my duty or I don't have duty but I'll fulfill my <laughs> my purpose in life and servitude to like my lord I could get fucked yeah. and then I am now an, an obedient piece of shit right uh, yeah yeah but yeah let's raise some dice ladies right. and discuss some things oh I pulled the casey and <laughs> oh, it did boy. not make it into the roll there we go I, you knocked uh, me into a one. Thank but you it very much. was a 19. No, that's not how it works. You knocked me into a one, so I will go last. Oh my um, god! I believe 13 goes first, which was Casey. No, uh, no that Mika. was me. Vegas first, uh, Casey in second, and I'll go last. First all the time? Oh my god! You're like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> Alright, so Deathlocks. Boy. Casey, quest idea for a Deathlock. Yeah, this has connection to PCs and backstories written all over it. 100%. Yeah. It could be your, it could, it could be something that goes wrong directly with you and your patron. It could be something that's gone wrong with one of your parents. 
and you know that your mother or father became a deathlock mm-hmm. and now you're living with that as a warlock or as something else or as a cleric. Yep. And you're forever trying to find them. And, oh you gosh. know, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a million ways you could spin this as a side quest or or be the main quest that your creatures have to search, seek out and find this Pretty damn powerful creature. What was the CR on this guy? Oh, in case you're asking me the hard questions. I'm sorry. Hold on here. <laughs> I missed it. Let me let me just relook this that is, up. This is beefy. Like to have fifth level spell casting, they're gonna do a lot of damage. So yeah. you're you can't walk in on this unprepared. It's gonna be one of those ones where you prep, you mm-hmm. figure out what you're gonna face if you're going yeah. after something mm-hmm. like this. Shit, I didn't actually write it down. Oh, it's fine. Hold it's on. Fine. No, I have the internet up. Hold on here. <laughs> if, only <laughs> there was, if only there was, was a thing that would There must, there must be another way. <laughs> uh, Deathlocks, they are CR of... Oh, four. What? <laughs> so, the thing, so the thing to keep in mind about them, like, and this is something that I didn't quite, I kind of breeze past this. Their armor class is only 12. Mage armor 15, so they are mm. quite easy to hit if you get up to them. And they only have hit point pool of 8d8, which is an average of 36. This is a regular dude. Uh, I guess. That can just, just cast dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're scary and they're frightening. Mm-hmm. And I guess the only thing they have going for them is spells. Yes. But yeah. the spell list is quite long. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So, okay. Well, no, they're still scary. That, yeah, I, I think they're still scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mika, what about you? Quest idea. Uh, I can't really think of one. No, man, it's all good. Like, at the end of the day, like, again, they're regular dudes. I mean, you already, yeah. you, uh, Casey already spoke to the broad spectrum of the fact that this is going to be your When in doubt, say all of them. Yeah. You know I mean? But I, here's the thought that I had. I would love to have this be your big, bad, evil guy that you kill in the first season of your, your episodic campaign, and they come back because they were a warlock. And are now a deathlock because they failed their patron. Ooh. 100% they failed their patron. Because yeah. you killed them. And then they died in like a murderous rampageous way. So they raise you and now this deathlock is just raising race. Shit. You oh, know? Yeah. Wanting to cause as much misery and as much fuckery as possible. Yeah. And then like you come across them again like you're like, oh fuck, we done goofed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't kill it all the way. You know? So that would be my thing. I yeah. think that would be a lot of fun. It's a, I feel oh, like yeah. they're, yeah, they're, they can be a continuous big bad evil guy. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. It's like there's a theme with the three that were selected in this podcast. Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> Murderous. Murderous and Murderous gross. Can come back to haunt you as a party. <laughs> How fun for us. Um, body horror. Well, this I think is the deceiving one because they do have disguised self. Well, they're, they have all the abilities essentially as a warlock. So yep. they are going to be tricksy and deceiving and they're going to not look any different than any other like warlock or creature, whatever it is you come across. So as a DM, that will be fun to potentially trick your party for a long time because they will look the same, they will attempt to act the same, they will disguise themselves to look the way that is acceptable. Uh, so the, I don't know, the body horror might be a bit low on this one. Yeah. As you roll into it. I can see that. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like 
when they're not disguising themselves. That one time <laughs> they dropped their disguise. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh fuck. Oh, <laughs> and they're oh, like, tripped and fell. No, like, they're just ugly. Like they <laughs> Well they are they're they're classically they're like, gaunt and gross. Yeah. Right? Like they are they are just death. They have skin fallen off. They still have like the um the wounds from when you like punch them in the eye or whatever. Yeah. Like the stab wounds, the um effects of the battle that killed them. Like that's what they look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like their war wounds are gonna exist, right? Right. So if this was gonna be the big bad evil guy that you killed it in mm-hmm. your first campaign, all of the wounds that you Yes. Cause them, they're gonna have, which, like, so if you, if you fireballed them, they're gonna have burnt, gross skin. Uh-huh. If, like, it was your paladin that sliced it down with their ancestral sword, they're gonna have a big gash across their chest, right? Right. And then my additive to that would be that they are proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> or they don't give a shit. Because they have been raised by their patron because they failed. This is mm-hmm. their purgatory. They are like, fuck it. Like, I look the way I look because I fucked up. Mm -hmm. Right? So they're just going to wear it with either pride being like, no, like, I wear my wounds like, like, you know, like badges of honor. And I'm going to prove to my God that I can do my shit properly. Right? Or they're going to be pissed off being like, oh, how (laughs) fucking dare. But I also see them being like, just failures. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, in the campaign, they just keep coming back. Like, (laughs) Why? Why can't I win? Yeah. It's the like, funny spin Mieka has. Yeah. Really just out here trying to catch a W, you guys. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, uh, this guy again. Like, why is he... Why did he come back? Why would you just die? Right? Like, the one right, here we like, go. The patron's like, I don't know, man. He's really just not doing what he's gonna do. It's like, okay, third time. Third time. You've got time. this. You got, you got this, big guy. Yeah, don't, you, got oh, don't, got don't got it. 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 Fuck it. I feel like that does lead into role playing. Did you have any ideas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that is hilarious. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless it's their big bad evil guy, I I like the idea of the deceit leading up into it, and then having the big reveal that they are the the gnarly face or the the rotting creature. Um, potentially after maybe they have helped you for a few sessions <laughs> or, you know, the classic, like encountered them along the road and they, mm-hmm. you helped each other and they, they like go on the road with you for a while. I love that. Yeah. Very cute. That would be a fun one. Yeah. What about you, Mika? Role play. I'm sticking with the failure. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to live on that hill? Yeah, I'm going to die on this small hill. That is exactly how I would play them. They're like, they're going to they're gonna be that annoyance that you see, like, every um, fifth time you, like, level up. It's like, fuck. Like, this going guy? with the Gregory thing, it's like, fuck, is that Gregory? And fuck Gregory. <laughs> just, like, running towards, <laughs> just running towards the party. It's like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Oh my gonna, gosh, uh, that's so good. Yeah, Casey, I'm going to twist yours. <laughs> All right. So they can disguise themselves. Imagine in the middle of the night, they snatch whoever's on watch mm. and then disguise themselves as that person, infiltrate your party, uh-huh. and are now traveling uh-huh. with you. Yeah, so yeah. not gosh. even the add-on party no. member. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Feel it, feel it, feel yeah. it. Yeah. Drama. Drama. <laughs> I live for the drama. <laughs> yes. I believe for these big reveals. <laughs> this is all I want as a DM is to pull the cloak back. <laughs> Where be the... T- Anyways. Um, I just... <laughs> I was moving for that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> get it. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Finally, exploration clues or combat ideas for these guys. 
Okay. Uh, hmm. Exploration. I think. <laughs> oh man, Mika, I'm stuck on your your awesome <laughs> idea. These these are gonna have a fucking failure. These <laughs> come out of my brain. <laughs> classic, like uh, when you're on the road, just mm-hmm. like, hey guys. <laughs> it's like, don't tell me that's Gregory coming. Yeah. <laughs> physical like you're gonna encounter them but more like the story and the kind of info you know the backstory the role that play might... aspect to it right it's yeah gonna, what's gonna give you those clues yeah right? yeah I think so yeah yeah the um oh, i just had the idea in my head like i feel like they would trip up a bit if they did disguise self mm-hmm. like um it's going off of your idea like they become a member of the party like they would say something it's like what like so-and-so wouldn't say it that way or like they right. wouldn't say something like that so like little pieces like that yeah that's you, how i would yeah, yeah you as the dm would kind of like give information incorrectly yeah say your mom's name wrong mm-hmm. or something along those lines right yeah that could be a fun thing to do, like, when you have a party member who isn't able to come to the session. She's missing that day. <laughs> and, like, you're playing their PC. Yep. Right? Perfect time. And they think that you're just being stupid and, like, not remembering your character, the character's details. But really, you're just like, no, like, I'm going to murder you in your sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna mark that one down. Yeah, you That's write that. A, you write that That is down. a good one. Amazing. All right. I'm going to give some brief explanations on a couple of different Deathlock options. Um, so I got two of them. One is the Deathlock White and one is the Deathlock Mastermind. So we're going to talk about the Deathlock White first. Obviously we talked about Whites earlier. So this is the Deathlock version. Basically it's almost stripped of its magic as a Deathlock um, that has been drifting between the powerful warlock it once was and then the death itself. So this is kind of like the they're, they're stuck in the in-between. Um, so imagine, like, remember how, like, like yeah, whites are just kind of, like... Like, like they don't have magical abilities. They're just kind of your yeah. melee fighter, yeah. kind essentially. Of. So, yeah, so they are stripped of most of their magic, but they do have some kind of capabilities. So, okay. and this is kind of considered to actually be a larger punishment for warlocks to not quite not get to where they want to be. That was what I was just thinking. Like, this is a step down. Ooh. <laughs> Something's uh, gone really right? wrong. So they are very familiar, uh, similar in stats to their their Deathlock brethren, like who they want to probably become, except they don't get a boost to their, their constitution. Sorry, they do get a boost to their constitution. Um, they are still spellcasters, but only have detect magic, sky self, mage armor, as well as once per day, they can do fear, hold person, and misty step. So that's all they get. So they don't get the fifth level. Like, it's almost like they lose their spell book, basically, <laughs> mm-hmm, right. for anything past their cantrips and their daily spells. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for their actions, they can attack twice with what's called a grave bolt, which is a ranged spell attack that hits for necrotic damage. Um, and then they can also use life drain the way whites and wraiths do, which is, again, basically them sapping the life out of someone slowly with necrotic damage, but requires a con save or else they lose their max HP. Uh, and then, of course, if the player drops to zero, they are then raised 24 hours later as a zombie. 
Fair. Yeah. So, so basically, yes, they lose a lot of their, you know, their warlock capabilities because they're just kind of like sitting in that in between, right? Yeah. They didn't, they, they failed extra hard, and this is their punishment, punishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like when they're coming through the queue, it was like, and what happened to you? Oh, it's like, oh, Ooh. oh, <laughs> this is Gregory coming in for the seventh time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, are you sure you just don't want to? Stop, Gregory. <laughs> At this point, I like, want to keep trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Kate, we're sim- we're making it more simple. For yeah, Deathlock Wraith for you. It's like, <laughs> try a sword and bow. Yeah. Try that. Give that. Give that a whirl. <laughs> yeah, you know, like something different. See if that feels. Better. Do you know what the definition of you know like what is it? What the definition of um, insanity is? It's just doing the same thing over and over again. Gregory. We <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Switch it up here. We, we got it. We got it. It's we, time. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, next we're going to talk about the Deathlock Mastermind. Um, So what these are are basically the muscle behind the Deathlock. Deathlocks are um, who are on larger and more important missions, uh, will recruit lesser creatures to join their plight of great evil, thus becoming the mastermind of the operation. Hmm. Um, So these folks are beefed up. They go from a CR 3-ish of what wraiths and whites and things like that, right? All the way up to a CR 8. This is shown in the increase in all stats, including a huge health pool. So remember how I said, like, the original Deathlock only had, like, a health pool of, like, 36 mm-hmm. on average, so he's just a regular dude. These guys jump up to over 100. Holy shit. Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, they are charisma-based <laughs> spellcasters, but they cast at 10th fucking level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They do have a much more beefed out spell list, but let's just point out a few cool new ones. So they gain Mirror Illusion um, as a cantrip. I'm sorry, Minor Mirror Illusion. Minor Illusion as a cantrip, along with Poison Spray. They also gain Crown of Madness, Darkness, and Dimension Door. Also, they have Counterspell. So fuck you, spellcasters. Aw, shit. At 10th level. (laughs) Holy shit. This is amazing. They can just be like, no. Yeah, fuck yeah. your shit. Oh, man. So, similar to classic Deathlock, they are, of course, resistant to being turned undead as well. So, if you have your cleric in your party who's going to try and turn undead on you, easy peasy, doesn't work. Fuck off, cleric. Um, as well as they have the Deathly Claw attack and the Grave Bolts, which, again, are basically... <laughs> grave Bolts are basically shadowy tentacles that hurt and restrain your players with necrotic damage. Oof. Ooh. So it's like, yeah. So these are your, the masterminds, they are the owners. They're the ones that are mm-hmm. being successful at their new job. Yeah. You know, they got <laughs> They've been promoted. Gregory did good. <laughs> They're successful boys. Yeah. Successful boys. <laughs> All right, let's raise some dice and talk about these folk. <clears throat> Get in there, Casey. All right. Alright, so oh <laughs> to narrate what just happened, I rolled like a four, Casey knocked it into a twenty, and then Mieka knocked it back down to an eight. So thanks for <laughs> Alright, so uh, I believe uh Mieka will go no, who's that for a little purple one? Fourteen? That's just, yeah, that's Mieka. Yeah, that's Mieka. Me. So Mieka, you get to go first, Casey right. second, me third. Fantastic. Love this as a DM. <laughs> it's really good. Um, when would you want to include these in a campaign as a DM, do you think? Do you think more big bad evil guy or like whatever? Or which one of these two kind of interests you more? Um, honestly, the first one interested me more. Yeah, the yeah, race. Yeah. yeah, and um, is it because they're failures? Is that yeah? Why? <laughs> yes, this is exactly why. This is a failure. 
failure to your failure. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. like <laughs> this is like all right. You're this is your um next choice. Like yeah, this, we're gonna we're gonna get this to work, but it probably won't. But um yeah, I would I would go with that, and then maybe introduce it maybe towards the middle of the campaign. Maybe yeah, like yeah. these ones have a bit of a higher CR, so you're not gonna uh, just yeet them at your people right away, right? right? right. So that makes sense. I'm going with that. There you go. What about you, Casey? How do you feel about them? I I like the idea. <laughs> Mika, I love that you're here. <laughs> I imagine, like, say you have to go into some sort of, like, more structured, um, death-ridden area, and these are the ones that are, like, the administrative assistants. <laughs> the administrative <laughs> assistants. Yes. clipboard. Yes. <laughs> like, they've been demoted so much that they're just like, this is what we do. I like how we're giving them a whole ecosystem. I'm like... Yeah, that's hilarious. I love, I would love to DM with the Deathlock Mastermind, though. I think that's mm. so much fun. Big, yeah. bad, evil, that energy, and right? It would have mm-hmm. to be, yes. Yeah. And it could be a one-shot, and you could just, like, throw in a few of the other the other creatures we've talked about today, but then this is your big baddie. This was what I was yeah. expecting, actually, with some of the other things. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a Laura CR than I thought, you yeah. know? Yeah. There it is. This is the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Deathlocks, like, like the mastermind is the one that, like, really takes the cheese, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, it's the one that's being successful at its job, so it is going to be the big bad evil guy in my mind, and that's when, as a DM, I would bring it in. You're gonna fight wraiths, and you're gonna fight whites, you're gonna fight Deathlock wraiths, like, all the way along, but the one controlling all of them is gonna be this Deathlock, like, mastermind Mastermind. behind Mm -hmm. it all, right? So the final one that you meet, and it's gonna be your friend. 100% 100% it's going to be the warlock that died in day one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like, absolutely it will be. What do you feel is the most horrifying detail you would lean into for these? What scares you the most about them? What if, like, for a, a player that's a warlock, like, when you get to this whole big bad evil guy for the Deathlock mastermind, like, maybe they are the, uh, they were once the warlock of your patron? Yeah. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Am I, like, following along there? Yeah. And, like, and so, like, your warlock character could see what could have been if you, like, crossed, like, you know, patron. If you so. did your job right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they might have signs of, like, symbols or things that, that yeah. you recognize, and it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Casey? Horrifying details. Yeah, thinking that they might look, all look similar to each other, just the fact that um, the Deathlock Mastermind is so powerful yeah. compared to anything else. And probably still yeah. looks like a regular dude. Yeah. yeah. Like and has disguised self. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's probably the most horrifying mm-hmm. is, like, imagine you start to realize how powerful this thing is, and then you start throwing out some really powerful spells, like your wizard's like, okay, fuck this, I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and does something like disintegrate or something, and it just holds out its hand and stops it. Yeah, like, it's like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that, a big that old fireball milk. you cast, hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass, oh. yeah. Yeah, and it just starts to, like, cackle laugh as, mm. like, the fireball dissipates, because it just didn't even do anything. Yeah, exactly, right? These are the stoppers <laughs> of your magic characters. Yeah. yeah. Right? They're gonna... that. And as a former magic user wizard, <laughs> I'd be like, ah! Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, absolutely, I agree. Um, do you have a single unique combat tactic that feels different from the other Deathlocks? No, honestly, I can't. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this question. Because they're all warlocks at heart. Yeah. yeah. They're just different variants of, like, Try, Just trying power. to be the best warlock that I can be. <laughs> yeah. Given what I have. <laughs> I'm just going to give all I got. No, I think it's the combo of spells that they, these the, the yeah. masterminds have that you can utilize. So, like, darkness. I find that any big, bad, evil guy that has darkness as a spell, it will instantly pop that shit off to, like, mm-hmm. cut off any of your character's ability mm-hmm. to see, line of sight. Ooh. And then, like, again, minor illusion is a cantrip. Dope. Crown mm-hmm. of Madness, fucking frightening. So I think it's just that combination of spells that they have that can get a little scary. The fact that they have Dimension Door to just fuck off 500 feet away. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, how dare you just, like, step all the way over there? But it can take you with it. <gasps> yeah. So Dimension Door is um, basically... It's 300 kind of, feet? I think it's, like, three or 300 to 500 feet. Yeah. To, yeah. But basically they can just take you and one other person oh and just gosh. walk through and then disappear with someone. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Right? Mm-mm. So it could be that they're trying to get at one of the people in your party yeah. and mm-hmm. take it. Or I feel like they will also not just fight till their last breath. If they get really hurt, they're fucking off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to fuck because like, I don't want to fail again. I'm out <laughs> right? of here. Yeah. <laughs> I just got this promotion. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Gregory's like, I just got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but are we surprised that he's fucking it up? Gal <laughs> surprise, like, Gregory. There is a hefty slice of cowardice going yeah. on as well. Hefty slice. Oh my gosh. So on a scale of one to ten postmortem contracts, how would you rank these obsessed creatures as a part of the undead landscape in D D fifth edition? So whites, wraiths, deathlock, deathlock whites and Deathlock Mastermind. So I feel like Deathlock Mastermind is definitely up there on top tier. For me. It's oh, gotta yeah. be, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're fucking frightening. Yep. They're scary. They yeah. do weird things. Like, like, And they are in control of a lot of stuff. So like, I, I would put them up there like with a 9-10. 9-10 post-mortem contracts, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think my bottom tier one would be probably... Ah, I would say whites are like my. I'm not. They're not really impressed by their capabilities. They give like a four or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you guys? <laughs> I uh, race are like quite high. Knowing a little bit more about them too. Uh, cloud, yeah. Like they're middle to upper, like maybe six, seven. Um, white agreed. Deathlock white. They're in. They're below five. Postmortem yeah. contracts. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Deathlock mastermind is at the top. And I think right under that would be a wraith for me. They are just, they're just so creepy and disturbing and I don't like them. And then <clears throat> I would give like the white a solid five. Yeah. Like, yeah. Middle road. Yep. They exist. And I'm sorry, like the death lock and the death lock whites, I'm giving like a three. Because I just have no respect for them. I've, I have decided. Failures. Yeah. They are the failures. Get your shit together, Gregory. Yes, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I think what would, the only thing that would bring a wraith up a little bit higher for me is if I knew I was coming across an army of them. Yeah. A singular one doesn't quite scare me, but if mm-hmm. I walked up to, like, 17 of them hanging yeah. out in a forest, mm-hmm. or if I know this forest is going to be haunted with these things, yeah. I would, that, I would yeah. absolutely fucking not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard pass. Would it Would it also raise, well, any of them up maybe a point or two if they were directly somebody you knew? 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That would bump it. Yeah. Even if it's a still just a, still just a deathlock white. If it's mm-hmm. your grandma... 
It's gonna be a dish. But oh, if I you leave, are yeah. Yeah. worshiping devils. <laughs> Grandma, get your shit together. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, now it's time to close the crypt on this part of our conversation on Undead in D&D 5th edition. Stay tuned next month when we rise up to haunt you again with even more terrors from beyond the grave, including severed body parts with minds of their own. Thanks for listening to this episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate button on our website, www.itsamimic.com. And if you'd like to discuss what you've heard here today, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at r slash it's a mimic. For other episodes on other kinds of monsters, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get. Welcome to. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. It's because of, of the red wine. It's right in there. Are you going to set up here, Casey? What do you need? I think I'm ready. Yeah? Got my backups. Okay. Just get, I need to rotate in here. Yeah, get it. Get comfortable. Get, I feel very low. Get seated. You this chair is tilting so lower too. <laughs> yeah. like I feel like I'm like this, into the table. I'm like, I feel like from the high room. I'm like, I'm not dealing with these shoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ridiculous amount of nonsense. We really need some more donations is? so we can get new chairs. Hey, audience, could we? This needs some fucking chairs. And Adam will be mad at us if he said it on the hard surface, so we can't. Oh, you can. You just because this is now floating, so it's not attached mm-hmm. to anything, so you can do whatever you oh, want. God. Just don't like slam it down like a twat. <laughs> well, there's no. Problem. Sorry, I was told the proper enunciation of that is twat. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Nah. It's twat. I would say twat. I, right. It's twat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go.